Welcome to the Spark to Your Success. And my name is TJ Dow, and I believe we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours and light it up, not only do you light up inside, and that feels amazing, but you light up the world around you, allowing others to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give, not just for yourself, but to the people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you lots of inspiration. Oh, more than a little bit of insight and lots of positivity into your day. So welcome to this episode for young people and the young at heart and people who work with young people. Let's not miss you out as well. We are continuing this series around Back on Track Teens coaching and ignition programs. And today I want to give you some insight into your inside workings, what goes on between your two ears and introduce you to my friend Bob. Now, if you've ever done any work with me, you'll have met my friend Bob. If you have read many of our blog articles, you'll have already met Bob. If you've read any of the Spark to Your Success books, then you've probably met Bob too. If you haven't done any of those things, Bob will be all new to you, but you can download a copy of what Bob looks like from our Back on Track Teens website. So if you go to www.backontrackteens.com, um, hit the little menu button at the top right hand side, click on resources and free downloads and you'll see a PDF there that you can download that will show you what Bob actually t- looks like. Uh, download it if you can or look it up. Before you go any further, you can press pause while you do that uh, and then you can take notes or at least picture what Bob looks like as we go through it. So are you ready? Are you excited to meet my friend Bob? I'm very excited to share Bob with you. Bob will help me to explain what makes you tick, what goes on in those minds of yours. So in the world according to Bob, when an event happens, something happens in the world around us, an event. When that event happens, whatever it is, it's just an event. In that moment, it has no meaning and it has no emotion. It's just something that's happened outside of you. But we take the information from that event, from our outside world to our inside world, to our senses. So what are they? Sight, sound, touch, taste, and smell. If you see the visual of Bob, you'll see doesn't make a very good acronym, does it? <laughs> Sound like a snake hissing. Sight, sound, touch, taste, smell. For those of you familiar with the uh, submodalities, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, olfactory, and gustatory, if you want the posh terms for it. But to me and my young people, sight, sound, touch, taste, smell, it is. Now then, that information coming from your senses is coming at you at a reduced ridiculous amount of information per second. Write this down. Two to four million bits of information per second. That's a crazy amount of information, right? Two to four million bits of information every single second. That that quite literally is information overload, overwhelm, way too much information for your conscious, rational, logical mind to deal with every single second. 
you literally, if you tried to process that much, that amount of information every single session, second, consciously, you would go insane in a fraction of a second. Now then, my background, some of you I think already know, is pharmacy. I'm a scientist. I love physiology and biology. Fascinated by the human brain. Did you know that there are between 84 and 86 billion nerve cells in that brain of yours. Yes, even in that brain of yours and mine, even though it feels like a, few, like a lot less some days. 84 to 86 billion nerve cells making up your brain. How amazing. But they used to tell me when I, when I was doing all of my training as a pharmacist, and you might have seen this in many other articles and things, the scientists would say, but we only use 10% of our brain. You ever heard that? 10%, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Why would you only use a, such a small fraction of such an amazing piece of kit in your head? So I got to thinking, maybe that 10% is your conscious, rational, logical thinking mind. Good job then that we've got another mind. Some people call it your subconscious mind, your unconscious mind, your other than conscious mind. I like to call it your unconscious mind because sub kind of implies below or less than and your other than conscious mind is absolutely not below or inferior in any any way, shape or form. It is massively superior to your conscious mind. It's the most powerful part of us, that 90% of your brain that you're not using consciously is unconsciously running your body. It can deal with two to four million bits per second and all the rest. It is phenomenally powerful. Think about it. Your unconscious mind is doing all that stuff that just goes on in the background that you don't have to think about. Thank goodness we don't have to think about it. It's keeping your heart beating. It's keeping your lungs breathing, your stomach digesting, your spleen spleening. <laughs> Thank goodness we don't have to think. Like, just imagine, right? Even just the breathing and the heart beating would be a full time job if you had to think about it. You'd be consciously like heartbeat, lungs breathe, heartbeat, lungs breathe, heartbeat, lungs breathe, heartbeat, lungs breathe. Oh, distracted. <laughs> that, could, that would be a bit tricky, wouldn't it? Go asleep, go to sleep at night game over. We would be a very short-lived species if we had to consciously think about controlling all of those things. So thank goodness our unconscious mind is taking care of all of that without us even have to think about it. When you go to sleep at night, thank you unconscious mind. You never go to sleep because you're running the body and doing all of those things that we don't have to be awake to be able to do. So when you go to sleep at night, your unconscious mind is always listening. It's always keeping you safe. That's one of its jobs is to keep you safe. So it's always listening in. Now, to keep your conscious mind safe from going insane every fraction of every second, it's going to filter the information to only present your conscious mind with the bit that it needs to know. And it filters that information through things that are universal to all of us, but unique to each and every one of us as an individual. Huh? How does that work? Universal to us all, but unique to us all. So it filters through your memories, 
your experiences, your attitudes, the culture you grew up in, your values and your standards, the way that you make decisions, uh, how you process time and space and matter and energy and all sorts of other bits and bobs that go in there as well. So unique to you because I have your memories, experiences, standards, didn't grow up in the same way that you did. So they are absolutely unique to each of us. Now, when it filters that information through those things that are unique to us, we do three things to make that two to four million smaller to your conscious mind. And we delete information, we distort information, and we generalize information. So let me give you some examples of that. We delete information that you don't need to consciously be aware of because you're safe. Do you know what? We're doing all right. So right now, as I'm talking and you're listening, you're probably not consciously aware of the sensation in your right big toe. Until I mentioned your right big toe. And what did you do? You get a little wriggle. (laughs) Oh, there's my right big toe. It was there all along. You didn't just grow a right big toe, right? And as you're wriggling your right big toe, then you're probably not consciously aware, perhaps of some of the noises around you. Here in the office, there's a white noise machine. As I'm concentrating on the white noise machine, then I'm missing the car that goes past. And then as I'm concentrating on the traffic going by, oh, I forgot about my right big toe again. No, no, there it is as I think about it. So we delete information that we don't need to be consciously thinking about. We're safe. We distort information. Now that works two ways. Sometimes we make it bigger than it is. Mountains out of molehills, that expression. It's the drama kings and queens, right? They blow everything out of all proportion. We definitely saw that at the beginning of the pandemic, didn't we? As people were panicking and... um, fighting over pasta and toilet rolls, like talk about drama kings and queens. Uh, Sometimes we make it smaller than it is, try and minimise the situation. Ever done this? Someone gives you a compliment and you go, oh, it was nothing, right? Well, it was something, otherwise they wouldn't have complimented you. So sometimes we try and dismiss stuff that actually might be important. So that makes that two to four a bit smaller again. And then we generalise information, globalize it, take the detail out. We say things like the weather in England is always gloomy. Well, (laughs) it often is, but not every single day, right? All politicians are. I'll let you finish that sentence. Everybody always says that. Well, think about how ridiculous that, that statement is, right? You gave me no information. Everybody always says that. Well, who's everybody? Name them. (laughs) when's always every single second of every single day well no not every single second of every single day tj but often how often um well they said it last wednesday okay it isn't always then let's get specific what did they say so how we take all that information out to make that two to four million bits per second much more manageable In fact, when you delete, distort and generalise, that two to four million has now just become a (laughs) tiny fraction of that. It's now just 134 bits per second. I'll say that again, 134 bits per second. That's how powerful your unconscious mind is doing that every, every fraction of every second of every day. Now then, your 134 bits of the original two to four million might be completely different than my 134 bits of the same 2.4 million because we just filtered it through different memories, experiences, attitudes, how we grew up, values, standards, etc. So now we've got two different bits of the whole big pie, so to speak. 
when we've filtered it, and only when we've got all little 134 bits, only then do we create what's called your internal representation, your IR. Or in other words, your inside representation of the outside event through your filters with your little 134 bits. To you and I, that inside representation of the outside event through our filters, that's the meaning that we give what we adjust, filtered and interpreted. Now, the meaning that you give it with your 134 bits may be completely different than the meaning that I give it with my 134 bits. Or your brother or your sister or your mum or your dad or your friends or your colleagues gave it because maybe we all got a different 134 bits from the 2.4. So it may be true to you, but it doesn't make it true. Right, if we've all got different meanings to the same event, who's right, who's wrong? Right? <laughs> we all are, none of us are. So you never actually experience an event directly, you only experience it through your filters. So remember that just because it's true for you in that moment does not actually mean it's true. But when you've given it a meaning, that will determine how you feel about it, your emotional state. How you feel about it is made up of three things. A little triad, a little tri imagine them as a little triangle. The words that you use to describe what you made it mean and how you feel. Words create our reality. And so we need to make sure that we are choosing our words carefully. And so we'll talk about that a little bit later, maybe. The words that we use what part of what we made it mean and how we feel we are focusing on. What you focus on is what you feel. What you feel is what you get. What you keep focusing on keeps growing. And so it will escalate if you keep getting it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Ever had that like snowball effect? It gains momentum as you focus on it. And the other really important part of that whole equation there is your physiology, your body. Now that could be depending on how you're feeling, what your body is doing inside, what neurotransmitters are you releasing, what physical impact that might have on your body. You might be calm, relaxed, you might be excited, you might be have your heart pounding out your chest because you just had a fright, right? So it will physically affect your body and how you feel. But also what you do with your body and what you put into your body will also affect how you're feeling and therefore what meanings you're making things means, meanings you're giving things in the moment. Gosh, get your tongue around that one, eh? So depending on how we feel about it, the words we're using, what we're focusing on, what's happening within our bodies, what we're doing with our bodies, that will dictate. Do you react? This means that in the moment, based on past memories, experiences, etc. This means that reaction. Or will you take a little moment and respond, think about it, and then respond. Your reaction or your response, well, that's your actions and behaviours, isn't it? How that shows up in the world and your actions and behaviours that you take as a result of what you made it mean and how you feel, that will determine the outcome and the results that you get. Now, the outcome and the results you get might not be what you want or what you like, but it is going to give you a result of some sort. And then we'll talk about it to the outside world using words to describe it 
in our modalities, sight, sound, touch, taste, smell, and maybe logic in there as well. Words give clues, don't they? So those are our communication or our learning preference styles. So all of that sequence of events happens in a split second, every split second of every single day. We're meaning making machines. That's all we're doing all day long. And the thing is, what happens in the outside world is our life conditions, what's happening around us. Here's the motivational part. (laughs) You have absolutely no, nil, zero, zilch, nada, big, fat, nothing. No control over that outside world whatsoever. We sometimes try and control the world. Mm, How's that working out for you? We can't control events. Seen that through the pandemic, eh? Can't control people, how they show up, what they do, what they think, what they say, how they feel. People that try to control people, have you ever had that done to you when people are being controlling? Don't feel nice, does it? So you have no control over the outside world. And here's the important thing that most people don't get. It does not control you either. Huh? Does not control you. You do not control it. The only thing you ever have control of, ever have had, have right now in this moment, and will ever have in your world in the future, is your inside world or your mind capacity. Your mind capacity, that little voice inside. Yep, we all have one. Do you know how many thoughts they reckon that way have a day? And I don't know who counted them, right? But they reckon that we have 60,000 thoughts a day. It's busy inside those two ears, right? 60,000 thoughts a day. No wonder it feels like you're going a bit crazy some days, like that voice chit-chat, chit-chat, chit-chat in the background. Now, sometimes those 60,000 thoughts are the same 60,000 thoughts day in, day out, we just keep having, we don't have any new thoughts, do we? We just keep regurgitating them. Sometimes those 60,000 thoughts are the same thoughts that keep repeating throughout the same day. feels like sometimes they repeat every hour (laughs) or every few minutes. Now, sometimes those thoughts, those words that we're saying to ourselves, sometimes they're really loud. Something's just happened. We gave it a meaning. They're shouting in our heads and that's all you can hear. Sometimes they're just chit-chatting in the background, aren't they? Little conversations that we have with ourselves day in, day out. Sometimes we have the same conversations so many times, it's like they're just whispering in the background. You can hardly hear them anymore. They're just whispering away. Those usually are the ones that you've thought over and over and over and over and over and over. And now they're just quietly running it in the background, our beliefs. Now, sometimes those beliefs came to support you for a positive reason, but they've been rattling around in there so long now, like silent programs running in the background that you probably don't even notice they're there anymore, but they might still be running in the background, causing you some problems, maybe sabotaging you a little bit, right? It's like a little bit like computer systems, aren't we? Computer systems are great. You know, I can sit on my screen and I can run these programs and, you know, maybe that's a PowerPoint presentation or maybe it's a a virtual meeting on a, a, a web platform. And I just see what's happening in front of me. I have no idea of the coding and the programming that's gone into that until something goes wrong. 
Now, there have been times I I absolutely will admit that I've wanted to throw my computer out the window, right? But that makes no sense, does it? Because it's not the hardware that's the problem. It's the software. It's the programming. Maybe there's a glitch in it, or maybe it's just old programming. You know, you're running on Windows 7. Not even a patch for it anymore, sorry. (laughs) So we just need a software upgrade. You need to find that faulty piece of code, take it out and replace it with one that now serves us in our updated program. So that's all that happens. I truly believe that nobody is broken. Nobody needs fixing. Sometimes we just need to discover what programs are just outdated. Give it it a bit of an overhaul, give it an upgrade and do a little bit of reprogramming instead. If we do that, take control of what we make things mean. We take control of our emotions, how we feel in any moment. Because when we can do that, give it a different meaning, feel differently, then we'll show up differently. When we show up differently, we get different outcomes and results. And then we might not be able to control the outside world, but we definitely can influence it. And people will react differently to us when we show up differently. So what can I control? I can control what I make things mean, therefore how I feel and how I show up. How cool is that? When you know that, there's absolutely no excuse, no blaming, (laughs) no being blown by the wind, no feeling lost anymore because you get to take control of your world and how you feel. Now then, some of you, some of us may have given meanings to things that happened in the past that in the moment they were true, we've never questioned them and we keep holding on to them as true. And maybe those are the things that are holding us back because the way we feel about them and our beliefs about them are causing us to act in a way that is not serving us. Maybe it's sabotaging us. Now, we can't go back and change the events of the past. I don't have a time machine yet, do you? (laughs) I want a ticket if you've got one. We can't go and change the events of the past, but we can go back and say, is that really what happened? Is that really true? Like, can I 100% with beyond a shadow of a doubt know that that was actually the truth? Because I've only got my 134 bits of the 2.4 million truth. So is it absolutely true? And if the answer is no, which it probably is, then what could it have meant? If I'd known then what I know now, would I have made it mean something different? Could it have been that that thing happened to me? So I have a belief that everything, everything, that leaves nothing out, everything happens for a positive reason. It doesn't feel very positive in the moment of reacting to it in that way that I made it mean. But that's because I haven't had the distance of time yet to look back with hindsight or kind sight to realise, oh my gosh, if that didn't happen, wow, I wouldn't have learned this. I wouldn't now be have the resourcefulness that I have. I wouldn't have realised how resilient I am, how confident I can be, how strong I am inside, whatever those lessons and blessings might be. I wouldn't have been able to give you the gift of my insight if I didn't have gone through that experience to be able to share it. Sometimes, you know, our our biggest tribulations turn out to be our biggest triumphs and celebrations. We don't need to carry on 
believing that we're the victim because we take the lesson from it. Maybe you're not the victim. Maybe you're the person who is powerful enough to get through that, learn, get the blessings and share them with other people to become victorious, not just victorious for you, but become other people's superheroes and be able to help them get through difficult situations as well. What if that thing in the past that you thought was holding you back was actually the thing now that could be your liberation and could be liberating for others? How amazing would that be? You get to choose. You get to choose the meanings that you give things. So I'm going to pause for a moment and just pose this question for you. If you could go and change some of the meanings of the past and make them more empowering, which ones would you apply to which events in your life? Play the meaning machine game. (laughs) What else could it mean? What else could it mean? What else could it mean? Choose at least six different meanings, even if they're ridiculous, especially if they make you laugh, to find empowering meanings that allow you to choose to feel better because it always is a choice. Yeah, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. Are we going to have 60,000, oh, woe is me, negative ones? Or 60,000, oh my gosh, amazing positive ones? What's wrong is always there, but so so is what's right also. It's just a matter of which way we're looking at the time. So I hope that my friend Bob has got you thinking about the meanings that you make. And is that really true? Could I make more empowering meanings that would change how I feel? therefore how I show up and change the course of my direction in life to be one that is empowerment, (laughs) awesomeness, make a difference in the world, leave my legacy. What legacy do you want to leave? I'll leave you with those thoughts. You have been listening to me, TJ Dow, on this, the Spot to Your Success podcast. So before I go, I hope that you've enjoyed it. Please do give us a like share it with other people and leave us a review if you're feeling so inclined. Until next time, go shine brightly. Bye for now.